where are you right now? Keep going. I think I'm way not the right person to be playing this on. Dang it, I love it. I do love it. And it's kind of appropriate, too, as we're leading into what would be season two, episode 10 of the podcast, Conversation Romance. Hi, everybody. I don't know if I got sound miking on. I don't really care. This one's off the cuff because I'm dealing with grief and loss. It's not profound grief. It's not profound loss. It's not a loved one. Nobody died. That trip's okay. Everybody in my life is fine. This is just everyday ordinary. Ah, fire truck. Everyday ordinary grief. And of course, with all things, it, uh, I need to process it better. So I, I lo- I've lost all my friends <laughs> on my little journey of self-discovery of the past four years. And you can say because my journey took me and turned me into an asshole or a dickhead. If you're one of my friends, that's what you said. That's fine. I don't care. I hope my friends are seeing this and I hope they want to hang out with me because we'll never hang out again, guys. If y'all can't see me through my works, you can't see me at my best. But that is the problem. Hanging on to boundaries, even if it's only news or time to time or whatever, it has loss. You have to, to enforce a boundary. You have to be ready to say, I'll never talk to this person again. And I get scared when I enforce a boundary. I get scared if it's somebody that I admire and I, and, and I respect our friendship. If it's somebody new, I'm not that hard. I don't, I don't lose any sleep over it. But like today. I had a friend reach out and they said, so they said, Hey, would you, and this is, this is paraphrasing and please don't get pissed if you see nobody knows your name, but they said, Hey, a friend of mine found this amazing thing, kind of like a retreat thing to do in Oklahoma. Uh, it's, uh, <clears throat> I'm not sure it's what she say. I want to get this right. And it's, it's paraphrasing, but some friend, uh, a friend and I are going to this retreat thing in Oklahoma. Do you want to go? We may have to sleep in the same bed. Hope that's okay. Talk later. There's a voicemail. There's plenty of room to leave voicemail. I'm like, so I reached out to her and I said, uh, what? And I said, ma'am, if, um, she said, are you interested? And she said, it's going to be, it's going to be a great time. Are you interested? That's all she said. I replied with ma'am, if you want me to make an answer on the information you provided, I have no interest in going to some unknown retreat at some unknown location and some unknown date and sleeping with you in unknown sleeping environment. I don't, we don't have a relationship like that. I'm not, I don't, I mean, I'm just a man. I don't really want to sleep with a woman I'm not sleeping with. You know what I mean? Because things happen and I don't want that to happen to a friend. So I'm going to have to say no. And then about, I didn't hear anything the rest of the day. So I reached out, I texted, I said, I hope I didn't lose you or piss you off by saying that, but that's the truth. And she immediately picked up the phone and called and said, no, I was just busy. You are right. I communicated like an asshole. And I think I said something about, uh, that was called gold mining communication. Why I call it my, my narc mother and wives have always done that to me. Do you want to do this? I don't know. What is it? Well, just fucking do you want to do it or not? Why do you ask so many questions? Oh, hey, that's my friend. She didn't even wave. That's just rude. 
I know she saw me. If I can you not see me sitting outside? Stay up there. Anyway. So she owned up to communicate, of course, and we laughed about it until we'll talk later. That doesn't always happen. That is the very rare occasion in my in my experience. It often happens like this. A friend of mine, a good friend of mine, we had we've had more than just a uh, a casual friendship. We we've had sex. I said, and she said uh, she calls. Said, hey, how you doing? I mean, that's very. I don't even know if she said how you doing. I said, hey, what's up? How are you? She goes, well, well, you know, a friend of mine, her uh, and her husband are on a motorcycle, and they had. And I said, you're, are you did you call me to tell me? For to look for grief, or did you call me to tell me about a bad fucking motorcycle accident? Because now I have a motorcycle, and all of a sudden you need to tell me about every fucking tragic thing that happens on a motorcycle. I said, guess what, lady? I'm 53 years old. I've had so many crashes on that motorcycle. I've lost friends to the hobby. I've lost good friends to the hobby. If you don't know, I think I know that it's fucking dangerous. You're fucking out there. And she said, apologies, bye, and hung up. This is a video chat. Goodbye is right. Apologies? No. No apologies. Fuck you. Goodbye. If I'm not safe to anger at how you, at what you say, then we're not friends. We never were. We were just fuck buddies, ladies. And she'll never see this because she's not a podcaster in person. But... And I might be wrong on that. And that happened over a week ago. I don't care if I'm wrong on that. I very well may be wrong on that. And I don't give two shits. I care about my friend. I really hope that she has she has things coming up in her life. I hope that she handles them with style and grace like she always has, I'm sure. I wish nothing but health and happiness, man. I so I don't need people that think it's okay to call me. To remind me of how dangerous my life is. The reality is, you closed-minded people out there believe. So not not you people. There are closed-minded people out there that believe that riding the motorcycle down through. Through the empty roads of Oklahoma and the Texas Panhandle are dangerous compared to how I lived every other day growing up. You think it? You guys underestimate fear and pain and danger. This shell that I wear and I take to work every day and I put clothes on, I wash and most of the time. <laughs> Keep you know free of odors. Hey, Trip, if you're fucking licking a frog over there, get over here. If you're spitty, goddamn frog. Hey, are you spitty? No, it's good boy. That's a good boy. Braver hunt. Continue. If you think the chef that I present to you You yeah, am worried about hurting the shell or the shell fixing itself or danger. I'm not. 
I have irreparable damage to my throat for having too many surgeries, being intubated too many times. Most of them I didn't need, especially the king. When I got my first defibrillator, we did a heart monitor. We did a whole monitor test, and we had to defibrillator in. We did tests uh, when I got out of the airplane, my skydiving, to see what the settings were to be like. Because the doctor that put it in, <clears throat> not the doctor, the doctor put it in I'd met for um, briefly. And then, but she knew the doctor that I worked with pre in a previous life at Baylor. He's an electrophysiologist. He was a good friend for a while. Jay Franklin, if you're out there, brother, I'm doing great. Thanks to you, bro. So, my heart rate was like 110 on the way to the airplane. As we're getting dressed and getting ready to go to the airplane, my heart rate was 110. When I got on the plane, my heart rate dropped to about 100. We got during the plane ride up, it slowly dropped all the way up consistently and slowly to about 60. Stayed at 60, didn't move, didn't bump, didn't waver until I got out of the plane. And then for about the first 20 seconds, I was out of the plane. It was 45 to 48, 40, 36, or can be five or something. I got shocked. Two different skylines. But that's what the adrenaline does. The adrenaline comes with that. I did back then. So I left track. I got off track there. Physical pain versus mental pain is what I meant to go with. So I would much rather deal with a road rash for six weeks than I've done or surgeries or anything else. I'd much rather deal with those kind of pains in life than losing a friend. Even if it's, I didn't even know her a year. We've known each other, I don't know, no, it's not Jenny. Somebody else. <clears throat> yeah, I do stuff that's not online, by the way. Time to time. And people close to me know. Oh, yeah. So she's lost forever. I'm okay with temporary anger. Temporary anger is fine. But we're not 18. We're not 25. We're not 35. God damn it, we're not 49. If you are, you get a different set of rules. But however old you are, the rules for me stay the same. We don't yell at each other. Raising of the voices happens as we, and that's usually when I when I detect them. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, I'm getting, I'm getting mad. My voice is raising. I don't want to do this. I'm gonna get out. It's been so long, but I'm pretty sure I, I get, I'm getting them. Just think about you. It's the, it's the loud voices. It's the yelling as a kid. It's the slapping as a kid. I don't like anything. Kiss my face all you want. But even messing around, don't slap my face. Oh, fuck, that was 
I think we were in the 80s, 70s and 80s. That was kind of our parents' deal, right? Y'all get slapped around? I mean, I know we did. Not everybody did. And, like, and it wasn't La Chancla. It wasn't that. It was a full-on slap at a bap bap, right? Yeah. The time is, you know, losses, divorce, losses, everything. We've had a lot of loss in our lives. All of us, right? <clears throat> but I'm not mad at Cindy. I'm not mad at her. I'm mad that there was no follow-up. I let I I left her an avenue to follow up. There was no there was no no attempt for reconciliation. I'm not and I'm positive she knew about my hangup thing. She wasn't she wasn't big on TikTok. We just had we talked from time to time. I'm gonna miss her, not because we had sex. She was the most fragile, strongest woman I've ever met, a real person. Everything that was happening with her was on the inside, not the outside. And manifested in ways that I was trying to help. And I shouldn't do that, but I can't help it. I hope she gets what she needs. I don't know what it is. It's not me. Whatever it is, I hope she gets it. It's a loud truck. Sorry. I would be staring into the sunset, but I'm staring at a Ford other cab. One time doing a trailer full of shit. Uh, through the sunset. <laughs> okay, so here, well, I can't spin the camera around, sorry. I can do this. I don't want to do that. Well, our whole, everybody on the street, we'll just wait until you're done. Have a good day. Hey man, live podcast. Live recording. So the problem with dealing with the grief of Cindy is the first time I've really acknowledged with myself that I'm dealing with grief at all on a day-to-day basis. Sadness and grief are different, I think. Right on. Right? So what is it? I don't know. The hell we got one, two, three. I guess the light trying to go. I'm gonna keep processing. And like I said, what I started to say is I'm not I'm not mad at anything. I'm not mad at me. I'm not mad at her. I'm thankful for getting to know her. It sucks that we're not gonna get to see we only I mean there's so each other three times. It sucks that we won't get to see each other in the future. I really do hope 
I didn't try to teach her a lesson. I was trying to keep myself safe. I'm going to miss her. Oh, well. We miss her, we smile, and we move on, right? Jim and David. So, thank you for the... We might even call this Season 2, Episode Point something. I don't know. We post it up soon. I use the we as the Lord and we. This is the producer in the background laughing her ass at me most of that guy said. That's why I like her as a producer. Somebody got to laugh my dude beside me and trip. Trip quit years, months ago. Frog record, by the way. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. The two of you. If you didn't make it all the way to 17 minutes, almost exactly on the dot. I think Wonder Bread makes the best uh, grilled cheese. Change my mind. There you go, Diz. Take us out. It's me against the world, baby. Me against the world. <laughs>